Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. It's the Capitals and the Kraken tonight in Seattle. Seattle surging in its second season out west. And Mike Benton from the Kraken Audio Network gives us a scouting report on tonight's opponent. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, December 1st. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. Good morning from the Emerald City, where the Capitals are set to face the Seattle Kraken tonight at Climate Pledge Arena in the third game of a season-high six-game road trip. Washington is bringing some positive momentum into tonight's game here in downtown Seattle after scoring a season-high three times in the first period Tuesday night and rode that wave to a convincing 5-1 win over the Vancouver Canucks at Rogers Arena. The Kraken are off to a surprisingly good start in their second year in the National Hockey League, a 14-5-3 record and second place in the Pacific Division. The Caps, meanwhile, sitting out the top eight in the East this morning, three points out of a wildcard spot, but with three teams between themselves and the postseason picture. The work far from done here in the West, but a good building block for the team achieved two nights ago in Vancouver. All right, so this morning on the show, as the Capitals prepare for the third game of this grueling six-game road trip, we welcome in friend of the show and pre-post intermission host on the Kraken Audio Network, Mike Benton, back with us this morning. Mike, thanks so much for joining us, and we finally get to see a game at Climate Pledge Arena tonight. Great to have you, Johnny. Hey, thank you for having me as well, too. And, you know, after having you gone last year, we are well overdue of the John Walton experience here in Seattle. It's going to be a fun one, my friend. We didn't get out there last year, so we're looking forward to seeing the arena tonight. Here at midweek, the teams in the NHL with the four best winning percentages in the league are New Jersey, who we just saw in the first game of the trip. Boston Bruins, yeah, they're going pretty good. The Vegas Golden Knights, yeah, we saw them earlier this year, too. And Seattle, fourth best winning percentage in all the league after an expansion season, the first year, finishing outside the playoff picture. What is this big turnaround? The Kraken right there at the top of the Western Conference right now. Everyone is having fun with this start through about the quarter pole of the season. Now, I will go all the way back to not maybe the NHL draft, but the week after when we all got into the free agency pool. And that was the big question. How much could the Kraken crank it up this year based on potential additions? Ron Francis said we were going to be aggressive when it came to the offseason. And for all intents and purposes, prophecy fulfilled. Uh, Andre Burakovsky, who is well-known, of course, to Capsland, has been a magnificent addition based on his production, the way that he's grabbing ice time and running with it as well. Martin Jones, into his 30s, is dipped back into the fountain of youth and taking a drink from it. And he's played spectacular hockey over the last month. More so important because... Philip Grubauer has been hurt for much of this early portion of the season. So to have Martin Jones produce the numbers that he's had has been an absolute huge send here for this Kraken team to get themselves in contention. Now, we all came in thinking, and I should also add Justin Schultz as well, too, well-known face to Caps land. He's been great back on the blue line, mainly paired with Jamie Alexiak. But this Kraken team, many saying from the outside, 
if they can get into playoff contention and just hang around and be a part of the dance heading into March, April, before this is all finalized, it's a win. But what's funny enough, talking to plenty of players and especially Yanni Gord at the end of last season, the word playoffs already mentioned in the Kraken dressing room. So internally, the bar's been set even higher here for this group. It's amazing because they've had the high my name is tag ripped off for about only roughly, you know, three or four months or so. And they're already competing like a team that's got a core of roughly three, four, five years together here. They're playing solid hockey coming out of the gate. Promising signs are at the quarter pole. Now the test, of course, comes with teams who now know a little more about them, can scout and prepare if they can hold up as we get deeper. Want to drill down on some of those guys in a moment, but one guy that I got a chance to see during my Olympic coverage last February, I was really impressed with him with Team USA. Might be more impressed now. Matty Benier is almost a point-a-game guy, very much, I think, headlining the Calder Trophy discussion right now. How has he adjusted to the NHL so quickly? Flying colors so far as passing that test, John. I think uh, the first big test for us as far as what we saw – and we all knew that he was going to go through peaks and valleys. He hadn't played an 82-game season, you know, of course, in college at Michigan. So that was a big question. How could he handle that kind of a stress test for year one? He passed the Hi, My Name is Matty Beneers test late last season and produced at a, a point-per-game clip roughly. Now comes the test of can he sustain himself through the grind of playing sometimes three games in four nights, battling through maybe potential minor injuries. Those always come, but also teams who can prepare and pre-scout a little more and facing tough matchups as far as what he'll face at five-on-five. The one big test that I saw was he got through a stretch of six games without a point. After that, ripped off nine points in four games. No one's done that as far as a rookie in this league since Elias Pettersson did that about four years ago uh, with the Vancouver Canucks. So uh, he's played some solid hockey, most recently playing alongside Jared McCann and Jordan Eberle. Beneers and Eberle have a bit of a history going back to last year. They play well off each other. They feed off each other. But we're also seeing a guy like Beneers who can drive play for his line of five-on-five and he is deadly at the right circle on the power play. A player right now, just turning 20 years of age, is showing maturity beyond his years and so far fitting the bill and uh, the inside track right now, yes, for the Calder Trophy down the road. A couple of Stanley Cups now on his resume. You mentioned him earlier. An old friend in these parts has been ripping it up for Seattle this year. Andre Burakovsky having a terrific run of late with you guys. He has been everything as advertised. And, you know, I think for those who had watched him, of course, in a capital sweater, knew how talented he could be. The question, of course, was consistency, but also playing behind top-end talent, of course, that also delivered one Stanley Cup out to D.C. And the same thing for him when he went to Colorado, playing behind Gabriel Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon, Nazem Kadri. But the bet was set on Burakovsky at this stage of his career you give him the proper ice time, the numbers could potentially go up. And so far, those numbers have gone up. I think it's helped as far as the chemistry that he's shown playing together, mainly with Alex Wenberg, now recently Jaden Schwartz on his left wing. Burakovsky's a guy who can finish. He didn't get much power play time, at least in production, doing it in Colorado. Now he's part of power play unit number one. When they feed him the puck at that left circle and he comes downhill, 
right toward the net. It is coming off like a cannon, and he's been great when the goals haven't been coming to distribute and set up his teammates. So this run so far, again, shows that Burakovsky's playing with confidence, and the more that they can rely on him down the stretch to produce, they're going to be in a pretty good spot here, as we said, come March and April. Last one for you, Mike. You mentioned the injury to Philip Grubauer. What's the latest on him? And what is this turn back the clock business with Martin Jones, who seems to be getting back to his San Jose days here? Well, I don't know where this team would be right now without Martin Jones. Uh, That kind of play, which this league hadn't seen in roughly a few years, has come at the right time. Grubauer, lower body injury. It happened in a game at Colorado. He had to leave the game early. The Kraken did win the game that night, 3-2, to and also one of those wins where it put them on the map, showing that they could compete with a high-end elite team, one that just came off and went in the Stanley Cup, and they've since delivered more and more wins like that. Grubauer just came back this last week. Very solid in net in a win against the Vegas Golden Knights. But to have Martin Jones play the way that he has played is a big reason why the Kraken are in contention. I think a big difference here for him, and we're seeing it too in Grubauer, is getting Steve Briere, old goaltending coach from the Toronto days, did some great work on Jack Campbell. Already a relationship set between him and Grubauer and him and Martin Jones. You know, we we don't often see the relationships grow off the ice, but Dave Axtell told us that there's been some groundwork already laid between Briere and Grubauer. So when you have trust, you have communication on the ice, skill gets better, and you're seeing that result right now. So it's made a big difference in Martin Jones, who just got third star of the week a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the best run really for himself in about roughly three or four years since his days with San Jose. So that ultimately for me is the biggest question here for the Kraken. If they can be in this playoff hunt and get a spot when the time the long haul is done is how much goaltending can hold up. It was toward the bottom of the league this last season. Not many big saves were there for this team when they needed it. Now they're getting big saves and big games from Jones and Grubauer. Finally, I should also mention... Their relationship between those two, they're pushing each other. Jones is playing great hockey. Grubauer now looking like, I got to respond here and hold my end of the bargain, or there might be a little more time here for Jones and Nets. So there's that that a friendly, competitive dynamic that, that those two have. Jones stated so before this season began. He wanted to be the guy that pushes Grubauer to be better, and we're seeing those, those results so far. Well, Philip Grubauer, an A1 citizen in our book for sure, and not surprising at all to hear that. The Seattle Kraken near the top of the Western Conference and all the National Hockey League as Washington comes rolling in tonight. Mike, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Anytime, John. Thank you. There he is, Mike Benton from the Kraken Audio Network. Appreciate his time earlier this week as the Capitals play late night again here in the Pacific Northwest. It's the Capitals and Kraken tonight at 10 Eastern, 945 Air, on 106.7 A Fan and Caps Radio 24-7, CapsRadio247.com. Have a great game day Thursday, everyone. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.